Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Denise from the Truth and Coffee Time podcast. Mr. B is out doing Mr. B-ish, and you know he's taking care of our grand joys, and you, you're you not stuck with me. You get to be with me. Tonight, we have a very, very special guest, and I am so excited about this guest. Um, she reached out to us. And I was able to explore what she does for the community. And I am very excited to have Miss Celine Care, the founder of Mind, Body, and Soul, Life Coaching, the author of How to Calm Your Mind. And I'm holding the book up. I want you to see this look. How to Calm Your Mind. And she's an advocate of female empowerment through self-care. She is a spiritual and life coach. Um, she has a wealth of expertise in teaching others how to overcome obstacles. Um, she is reconnecting us through our true selves. And she has personally been through experience that has led her to this passion of helping us with our procrastination overcoming um, overthinking, our anxiety, and just the struggles that women have every day. One of her um, quotes that I pulled off the internet that I love that said, all of us have strength and so much to give. It's just that some of us need a little help in unraveling the layers. Oh my God, it is so powerful. And there is absolutely no shame in leaning on other females for that support and long lasting change. I am so blessed to have Miss Celine Care on our podcast tonight. Welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time platform. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Denise, Brian, for giving me this opportunity. I'm super, super grateful. We've just spent about 10 minutes before this, and I'm already in love. These people are amazing. Continue doing what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and I'm learning every single day and connecting with beautiful souls is there's Thank nothing better than that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, before we hit the recording, I was asking you 
um, did you find us on social media? And the reason I asked you that question is because sometimes you feel like, especially as a podcaster, and and I always say we're a new podcaster, even though we have 100 episodes out there, we've only been doing this a little over a year. We just was determined to be consistent, you know? Um, Oh, yeah. You took a master class and that throughout all the teachings of the class, the word consistency just kept coming up, consistency. So I ask you that question because sometimes we feel defeated, you oh, know, yeah. you know, Every that, day. yes, yes. That yeah. Yeah. We have all of these listeners. And then another episode, we may have little bit, a third of those listeners. Yeah. Like, and going? and you're working so hard for your content and for your presence and for your and then you mm-hmm. you you focus on that little thing that viewer count or the algorithm and then you just get into self doubt and 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 you lose your confidence right it's the same for me I can spend hours on end writing a post and the content and pouring my heart into it and then I will not use my picture my family picture I will use something completely different and I will barely get any viewers but then when I post a picture of myself or the family I get tons of viewers so I'm like are they just looking at my pictures is nobody really reading my content yeah yeah so so it's it's always that this is how, how life is, especially now with all the technology, all the, in the past, they would really like book spaces and, you know, call in people to come and, and pass flyers or from the community. And you had an expectation of who was going to be there, who wasn't going to be there. But now it's like, it's your, first of all, a lot of people compare. It's like the, the war of comp- comparison. Yeah. Where, yeah, and it's that's what makes you first overthink, procrastinate, anxiety. It's all these things. That's one one of the things I've went through. But we'll get into it more. Uh, Ericene is a devil's advocate, almost. Yeah. I mean, not the devil's, but a devil's playground. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I get lost in comparison. Um, I I belong to a couple of podcasts. Uh, support communities and the one thing that I tell them is please especially new podcasters do not look at the numbers no watch the metrics because that really doesn't tell the true story of your content is good Mm -hmm. or not Mm -hmm. it's just saying that you don't have the listeners that you think you should have Exactly. You said it perfectly. Yes it's not the quantity it's the value and that's when I understood a lot of people are purchasing followers or purchasing people. Yes, yes. And then you're comparing yourself to that. But meanwhile, you might have only 500 followers, but these 500 are dying to get your content, to your to, to get that transformation from you. And that for me is much more, even if I, tran- if I transform one person's life or I help one person's life, it's this is what I'm working for. It's not for, but... When you're starting, when you're just starting, it's very hard to understand that part. But you said something that was really, really important. And that's what made me be where I'm at now and build that confidence is you got to be consistent. You got to be resilient. You cannot give up up on yourself. It's consistency with time that builds up. And that's when you start seeing the fruits of your labor. That's when you're planting seeds and then it starts growing. It's not you make an action, you got to see the, the the results right away. We're used to this. This is the society today. Everything is fast. Mm-hmm. We, we want to 
get okay. the rewards for everything, everything right away. And if we don't get it right away, we give up and we turn the page and we start something else. But you'll never grow that way. You'll never grow. You don't give a person a chance, like for instance, you know, like for instance, even with you and I have, I have, a, I have a lot of people who reach out to us, especially lately that we've shown that we are in it for the long haul. You know, um, I, when we first started bringing guests on, because we did almost um, two seasons with no guests, not because we didn't want guests, but because we were fearful that yes. we were not the right, um, we were not in the right space to ensure that our guest was well taken care of on our podcast. And that was important to me that I knew what I was doing. I knew how to pose the questions and I knew I wanted to make them feel at home and at ease, you know? So we did a, a slew of just us before we brought on people. So we would be like vetting and trenching, trying to get people. And now we're getting people that are starting to ask, can they be on the podcast? And I look at that and I think, you know, when we had terrestrial radio, it is so hard for oh. our authors and our entrepreneurs and our passionate, you know, side hustlers to get on a radio station without having to either pay or oh, yeah. see these big, you know, advertising fees or whatever the cost may be, or they have to know somebody in the program. Mm -hmm. But you can get on a, a very good podcast platform and get the same blessed exposure. So you're right. It's so important that you still push the content, but but you can't get caught up in those numbers. No, no, exactly. And, you, and about the podcast, that's another thing that I want to put out there for whoever is starting something, a business or whatever it is, reach out. Don't be afraid. Reach out to these podcasters because that's your chance not only to get promoted or this or that. It's more for you to get like like Denise was saying. It took her two seasons where she was feeling trying to feel comfortable in her space to to really be ready for the next step. But for you, if you're just starting, that's a way for you to express yourself, to speak your language of whatever you're working on and get practice by doing that. So then at the end, you're able to stand very strong up and say, you know what? I've been able to speak on a podcast, speak to tons of the, uh, listeners. Now there's nothing that scares me anymore. And it, that's how I grew. That's how I learned. That's how I, by me taking that leap of faith that that fear breaking my fear and saying you know what the first time I was on a podcast oh my god I think I didn't sleep for three nights prior to that I was like uh, you know the, the the fear of the unknown what if there's a question that makes me paralyzed or and then once I did that first podcast I'm like oh my god I should have done it so long <laughs> ago it's the best thing to connect with someone and just get that that you know that uh uh, that flow, that that beautiful mindset connection, and uh, yeah, so it's 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 really it. We'll get to it again, but uh, don't I, give up on yourself. Just take little steps at a time, little tiny steps. Totally agree. All right, so switching gears, I want to talk with you first. I want to just start off and ask you random question here. What was your favorite childhood memory. Now I'm asking you this too, because it's twofold. I would love to know what's your favorite childhood memory, but I would also want to know 
Was there a point in your childhood that you had the same struggles and anxiety and overthinking that you have experienced in your adulthood that caused you to step back and go, hey, where did this, where was this rooted from? So, mm. so it's kind of two or three questions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I want to know your favorite, but then I want to dive into the mindset of that. Yeah. My favorite childhood memory was really when we got on a plane, uh, when we immigrated to Canada from Lebanon to Canada. Mm. So that, that, you know, uh, it, it was a dream for everybody, of course. At the time. I was eight. Oh, wow. I was eight. Yeah, I came very young. My brother was uh, five and my sister was one years old. So we we had family here, but we haven't seen them in a long, long time. So we knew they were all going to be at the airport. But it wasn't just that. It was just, you're talking Canada, USA. It's like the dream come true of any anybody. We had just left after the war had stopped for a year when we left. So... Um, yeah, it was the new beginnings, but at the same time, that anxiousness, like I lost all my friends. Am I going to make friends? I, and I was like in the middle of the, well, we were in April when we got here. So I had to start school right away when I arrived. So there was that fear also. Uh, but I would say that's the, that's one memory that I have that excitement of. And you and your whole family? You yes. My parents and my uh, brother and sister. Yeah. But I was at an age where I knew what I was letting go of. And I understood also that it wasn't going to be easy. But there was still that excitement of the starting that, something. That age between 8 and 10 is so formative. Is you know, is that that right at that part where you're, you're in elementary school, you're a couple years out from going to middle school, but you still can remember all the feelings mm -hmm. of good and bad things that are mm -hmm. happening at that moment yeah so yeah I, okay. yeah so uh but the that's gonna lead to the next uh question you had where i came and i was lucky enough that the next day when we when well next day we arrived on a saturday i think the wednesday i started school um on the wednesday they dropped me off at the bus stop and I'm like, oh, my God, now I'm going to the school, but I don't know anybody. But I sat down and there was a little girl my age that came and sat next to me. Until this day, she's my best friend. 33 years later, we're still <laughs> best friends. Um, and that created that, that relief that, okay, people are nice. People are good. But I'm a very, uh, when I was young, I was a people pleaser. I was over nice. I wanted to help everybody and, and I wanted to care for everybody and I wanted to do everything and even for my parents. And I would be in bed at night and I wanted to hear their conversation to make sure they're okay. They're not. Uh, but at that age, you understand. And I would hear some conversation over, you know, uh, stress for money, financial situation, the safety and the business and work and our conversations that they try to protect us from hearing. So we don't have that childhood. Anymore. Yeah. And my parents were very like, they were very aware of the conversation they had during the day. Or if people came over, it was a no, no for my dad. You don't talk about anything. If my, my kids are running around, like everything had to be, you know, kept uh, away, but 
myself because I was so mature for my age and I always related uh, related to people older than me than my age. Uh, I was aware of these things. I wanted to make sure my my family was okay. I wanted to make sure my mom was happy. And so what happened to me is I had no problem getting a lot of friends around me. But the issue with that also is that you're attracting a lot of people, but there's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of, so I started getting hurt on a, almost on a weekly basis where, oh, you said that, you did that, or, and it was always the same kind of issues where people were putting stuff in, like, as if, you know, um, and me, I was a weak person at that time. I didn't have any self-confidence in myself, so I would get hurt so deeply and I would it would take me weeks to get over it and my mom had to talk to me on an on a daily daily basis to try to you know get me out of it but for them they said their comment or whatever they had to say and that that was it that was over but I couldn't forget it and I couldn't so but I felt like I was always attracting the same kind of people to come into my life and it stayed like that for years on years. Like until the age of 30, I was still having the same issues. I would give my heart and I would trust people right away instead of, you know, and. Oh, you, you, you're explaining me and, and my, my 10 year old grand joy. She struggles with that right now. She's a people pleaser, you know, so an she- empath. It's an empath. Now I understand what we, it's empath. Uh, you you care for people deeply. You think everybody's nice, everybody's good, and but you know what, uh, Denise? It's after I did a lot of work on myself that I understood that all these things that I've went through, I had to go through them for a reason. Because today I've learned from every single thing that I went through in the past. Now these things have led me not only to lose self-confidence in myself, have self-doubt, self-esteem issues, but also overthinking a lot, a lot, a lot. Overthinking uh, wouldn't be strong enough to take decisions to to move. I would get into stagnation, into procrastination, and then anxiety and anxiety. And the anxiety kept on building in my life. But I didn't know that until I started going on my uh, self-growth journey, on my self-development and, you know, going through doing all the work that I needed to put in and the self-care, that's when I realized, okay, what are the patterns in my life? What is going on that I cannot advance in anything I set my mind into? I knew I was a good person. I knew I was smart. I knew I deserved more. But why is it that every time I start something or I want to change something, it never gets done? What is it? Well, now you're reevaluating everything. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but that's I've been trying to figure this thing out because it, it because it's now it's becoming a pattern. I, I understood that it became a pattern, but unfortunately, every most of the people I talk to, they are they go through these patterns. The overthinking, procrastination, anxiety, a lot of people are going through that. But this is not only our fault. The society is made like that. There's too much stress around us. There's too much uh, struggles. And and what we're doing is we're used to a certain way of growing up, the way we got, we got um, how our parents uh, were around us, the way they did things. We still have that in our mind. We know that it might not be the best way of 
uh, taking actions and moving forward in life, but we're having a hard time disconnecting from that because it's habits from childhood that were stuck and built within us. So unless you take the, the you realize those habits and you want to change them, they will not change by you just changing your outside environment. But now we don't do those mistakes with our kids. Right. I was going to say to you, when you said the childhood, but I think the key thing you said was realizing it. It's almost like that light bulb comes on. We we try to fix our adulthood without reaching back to our childhood to try and figure out where it stemmed from. What was to- the cause to get you there? Because sometimes you have to get healing. Mm-hmm. 100%. Childhood before you can move forward in the healing as an adult. You know, it almost, it's almost like, you know, navigating the mapping of your life to figure out why did I take this turn to get here when I could have took this turn and then helping yourself to understand why you did it. So you don't do it again. Exactly. But in in order to do that, it's, it's really, it's self-reflection, self-compassion and mindfulness. You need these three. Those are very important tools to to get you from where you're at to where you want to be at. But the problem is that it's easy for us to talk and we have all these things are out there. There's tons of self-help books. There's tons of podcasts. There's tons of things. But if you as a person don't take the decision Mm -hmm. that now I am ready And I really mean it. I am done. I've been here for all my life at point A. I want to get to point Z, but I I am not able to get there because I don't know how to get there. That's already number one. You've done the first step where you realize that you need to go from A to Z. But if you're in point A and you're just saying, Things are not changing in my life. Things are not changing in my life. Complaining, complaining, self-negativity, self-negative thoughts, negative thoughts. Nothing will change because in order for your life to change, you need to change. You cannot, your life cannot reflect your outside life. Your environment cannot change if you are not willing to do the work on yourself first. It's like saying my cup is full, but I want more. But how, how, anything I give you more, it's going to spill. Yeah. Nothing is going to be filled because there's no space. You need to do that work to let go of the past, but don't get stuck too long in the past. But how do, do you work. do that work, Celine? How do you do that work? Like there's one, there's one part in your book where you talk about doing that work, but then you also talk about the warning signs of us overthinking. Yes. That can yes. happen before the work. While we're doing the work, you know what I mean? How yeah, do we- there's there's yeah. overthinking and there's self-reflection. They're almost the same thing, right. but they're different. Overthinking, you're like um, creating a decision paralysis. You're like overthinking, but at the same time, you're not taking any decisions. You're just going over and over things. You're creating uh, anxiety, you're creating stress. You're stuck in a loop of thoughts. You're analyzing for a very long period. Like if you could go on for days, weeks, you are not sleeping at night. You're just sitting there thinking and overthinking. You are, it could be like, you know, some some effect of that, like uh, polarized thinking I, I talk about. This is 
it's all or nothing. Like if one thing goes wrong or one thing doesn't work the way you expected it, that's it. I'm done. It's all or nothing. That doesn't work that way. Then there's the catastrophizing. Like, you you know, you're assuming the worst. You're jumping to conclusion. Those are all things that will a lot of people will relate to. Overgeneralizing, uh, taking uh, things personal. Your boss told, to, said something or that one person you know you went out with just said something. You took it right away on your up on yourself. I used to do that all the time. Every time I would I would see the way people were texting me or the, the facial expression that was for me, it was very important. I would analyze everybody's facial expression. But what if this person is going through something internally that has nothing to do with you, but you're thinking her facial expression, she's being cold with you or she's being mean with you. And then that two words will create a whole story in your mind. The mind, we have a beautiful mind. We need to understand it. We can take it either as a friend or as an enemy. Your mind is there. That system is created for us. That that software, that mind is there. It's the main reason for the mind is to alert you in case of danger or in case of something really that's going to make you, um, that's going to hurt you. Okay? But... It's there to trigger uh, feelings or, or things inside of you as soon as you give it something that's unknown. As soon as you would think about something that's different or unordinary to your ways of thinking, it will trigger you. Yes. And that trigger... And to say, oh, that's my intuition. But sometimes we don't listen. No, 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 no. First thing that I need to say, intuition will never trigger bad feelings, bad thought, negativity, stress, anxiety, feeling like uh, tired, feeling exhausted. Never, never, never. Your intuition will never lead you there. Intuition is equal positivity. Intuition is equal joy. Intuition is equal uh, butterflies. Intuition is always a good thing. Positivity. When you get triggered in the opposite side where you are aware something is going on, then think it's either you overthinking or it's your ego speaking. And again, the ego is not a bad thing. It's like your mind. It's like your, the ego's job is to make sure you are safe, whatever it takes. And it's used to what you are programming in your mind. If you keep repeating into your mind that you are afraid, that you are fearful, you are uh, not good enough, you are, um, you have nothing to offer. You have, so this is what you're putting in your subconscious mind. And what's doing your ego and your mind, what they're doing is they're telling you, Hey, you're feeling like this now. That's not you. Mm. That's not you. It's not what you're used to. When we talk about saying affirmation, a lot of people say affirmation don't work. The thing is, affirmation absolutely works. I live off of affirmations. I probably believe in affirmations. My kid, my grandjoys, they have their own affirmations that I have deposited into them. And they've been saying them for years. Every time they leave the house, I will look at them and I say, oh, we prayed. And, and they'll say, yep, yep, I got it. I got my yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. I believe in them. I believe in them because it it reprograms your mind. Exactly. You won't believe them at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Don't give up. Don't give up. I have on YouTube both, but I am affirmations and listen to the I work and I put them in the background. And I don't, at the beginning, I used to sit and listen to every single one of them. Now I know that they're getting in 
without even me noticing. So you just put affirmation all day long if you can. If you're not listening to this podcast, you listen to affirmations. Yeah. But what I want to try to say is that um, so this this ego that I talk about a lot, I refer to it as a mama bear. And I say, you know, a mama bear is not going to want her kids yeah. to go outside, climb trees, or, you know, she's afraid they're going to fall or scrape their knee or scrape. So she's always going to protect them, overprotect them, overprotect them. But now the kid is not doing anything out of the ordinary and is not really enjoying what they need to enjoy. But the, the, the ego is the same way. You have to talk to your ego or to that overthinking mind of yours and let's talk to the ego and then we'll talk to the overthinking you tell the ego thank you for that you know that trigger that fear but it's okay I am aware that it's out of the ordinary but I am willing to still do it if you accept that even if you cannot succeed. You cannot get to where you want to be without falling. You cannot learn and grow without falling and making mistakes. And that's okay. You fall, you make mistake. That's when self-reflection comes in. You made a mistake or you fell down, you sit down and you say, okay, what happened? Now that's not overthinking. What mm-hmm. happened? What did I do that I should have done differently? Or what lesson did I learn out of it? That's not overthinking. You're sitting down and you are reflecting on what happened. Overthinking is me sitting down and saying, I'm not good. I'm not a good. I can never succeed. I am so, I take poor decisions. Uh, This always happens to me. Well, by you keep talking like that, you are just attracting the same thing to happen again. This is the only thing that you are bringing towards you. You are... Yeah, because you're in that low vibration. It's like a loop, like a cycle. It's a cycle. That's why when I talk about these things, it's a cycle. So overthinking will lead you to procrastinate where you don't take any, any advancement. You're paralyzed right there. And by you getting stuck, what happens? You are not reaching your goals. You are not reaching your deadlines. You are not reaching anything. What brings What that brings you? To anxiety, to extreme stress that will lead you to anxiety. Someone that's stuck at a job that that they hate for 30 years, who do you think they're facing? They're facing consistent anxiety because stress Ah. is only a couple of seconds to a couple of minutes. That's a stress where you're like kind of in a shock. Something happened and it shocks you. It gets you to a stress level. But if it takes more than a couple of minutes or a couple of hours, now you're automatically in anxiety. A lot of people, they say, no, 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 I'm not anxious. I'm just stressed. No, dear, you are it's going to the same. It's it's almost the same, but it's anxiety is um you, it all comes back to something you mentioned earlier. It all comes back to awareness. You need to be self-aware that things are not working. How can I change them? Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about going in the past, but the problem with overthinking also is that a lot of the time we'll go into the past. Something happened or or we, we get stuck and we, we get stuck, stuck there. Yeah. Now, 
you get stuck, you cannot advance because you're like basing yourself on past experiences, but also to think in the future too far, you are missing out on everything that's happening in the moment. You are missing on the, the fun you can have today, on the joy you can have today, on thing you're grateful for today. Now, what are you doing? That time is passing. And that's why a lot of the time we say, my God, where is time flying? Yeah, Our parents didn't say that back then. But as for us, it's a regular thing we're talking about. Time is flying. Time is flying. Yes, because we're never living in the moment. For me now, time is not flying anymore because I am aware, okay, these cycles cannot disappear from your life. What I'm trying to give you in the book, in the journal, is a self-care tool, a toolbox, where you have a lot of tools in there that you can pick and choose or try an error and see which one works for you because these cycles, unfortunately, they don't disappear. But in order for them to disappear is for you to go live in Bora Bora or to just like get out of like, you know, the existing of everything going on around you. But they don't, don't they do me. not disappear. Don't tell huh? Don't tell yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But what you can do is be aware of the cycles and when they get triggered or they start, now you have the tools that you need to get out of it within minutes, even sometimes within seconds, and you get back into being in the present. Wow. So I love, I love, I love it. You know, if, if you feel exhausted, you feel fatigued. And the other thing also, the bad thing that I used to do is I would go to bed and I write about it in the book a lot. It's repetitive maybe, but I used to go through cycles of couldn't sleep at night. As soon as I would get in bed and I would put my head down, even if I was super exhausted, my That's mind would start and I, I would get my mind off. Oh my God. And I would overanalyze every single thing I did during the day and every single face expression and comment and so what would happen now, I would stay awake for hours on end and finally fall asleep. I don't know how. Uh, and then wake up in the morning. What did you just do? You You're trained your mind. You trained your mind before going to bed to overthink. So what is it doing while you're sleeping? Because the mind will do whatever you tell it to do right before going to sleep. Wow. That's why it's very important to understand that every night, if you, I think that will resonate. Every That's night you go to bed, it's a reset for yourself. So you choose today, I'm ending this. Tomorrow, I'm starting on something new. It's a, it's a, um, <clears throat> Abraham Hicks talk, talks about this a lot. She says, take the opportunity. You have the chance every single, <clears throat> sorry, every single night you can decide. I'm resetting myself. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you have that power to reset your mind every single night. But by you pro programming it to overthink the whole night while you're sleeping, when you don't even know your mind is still planting seeds of overthinking because that's what you asked it for. So when you wake up, you continue that cycle and you go on the day with that. So I'll give you some tools where very simple tools that you can use to um, journal dumping. Okay, this yeah. is during the day. You can do it at any given time. Journal dumping. <clears throat> you keep a little journal with your, any piece of paper. You're at work, you have a post-it, whatever it is. When you start realizing, oh my God, I'm overthinking again. 
or I'm going through anxiety now or something is stressing me. Take a piece of paper, a pen, don't even think. Just put your, start writing something and you'll see how fast you're going to start dumping things. And don't do it in a beautiful scripted way. We don't care about that. You know how doctors write? That's how you're going to write. Yeah. You just, because you're, you're not going to reread yourself. The, the purpose of doing a journal dump is for you to take everything that crowdedness in your mind and putting it on a piece of paper. And by you just doing that action, you are actually clearing your mind. You're creating space. You're decluttering in your mind. Right. And by you decluttering your mind, it automatically makes you uh, you know, calm down, calm down. And that practice, you doing it a few times, you're, you'll see the benefit of it and you'll start understanding, okay, if I put it down, I'll declutter my mind. Other ways, it could be very technical where you put things in your calendar, start putting everything in your calendar. Instead of having it in your mind, simple little things, like I, I put my Monday laundry in my calendar, even though I know it's online on Mondays, but at least... I don't need to think on Sunday that Monday I'm doing laundry. I know that in the morning I'll open my calendar. Okay, what do I have today? Vitamins. I put my vitamins time where my phone rings for me to take my vitamins. Shopping day. The kids' activities. What am I cooking? My groceries. Every yes, it could sound like oh, but now Celine, you're asking me to do more than what I'm usually what I'm already overdoing. But no, it's what you're gonna realize. It's helping you not to think about everything. Think about it. Now your mind is safe. So, Celine, what is so powerful about what you have put together in this book is because you've, you've wrapped up the very thing that causes us to have so much anxiety in our life. And I'm not saying that it's the only thing because there's tons of things out there that allows us or causes us to have anxiety. But what is so powerful about what you're saying is that we overthink, especially us as women and nurturers. Yes. Overthink, 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 overthink. And before you know it, we have not completed any goals. Exactly. Everything. We have imposter syndrome. We're going through these, these, these bouts of overthinking. And so we're starting, stopping, starting, stopping, starting, stopping. Then at the end of the day, we have anxiety because we didn't come and do anything. Everything that we're supposed to do because thinking and it becomes like this vicious cycle. Yes, that's that's the breaking the cycle we want to work on, because Denise, you're not only overthinking for yourself. You're overthinking about your grandchildren. You're overthinking about your husband. Is everybody has their lunch? Is everybody doing this? What do I have to? So you're not only thinking about yourself. Now you're thinking about all these people around you that you love. I'm overthinking about my parents that have their own condo. They're there by the, but I'm like, is my mom over, like over getting herself overtired? Or is my boss having everything on time? Or it's like, it's a consistent, it's a habit. So like any bad habit, we need to break it. But in order to break that habit, you need to replace it by another habit because we are so used to that um, level of uh, speed that we're used to that we cannot just say, I'm cutting all these bad habits. Okay, but what are you doing in the meantime? And you think you're in control. But what What are you going to do? Find out is that we control nothing. 
We control nothing because the thing is, when you break all these habits, Denise, then you have free time, but you don't know what to do with this free time. So what do you do? You you get like uh, bored and then you go back to the old habits. That's why for me, breaking an old habit is, first of all, you have to assess where you're at. And any anything that doesn't, um, doesn't serve where you want to become. You put it down in a column and those are habits you need to break today. So in order to replace them by a new habit, so you can keep it, those new habits could be something very simple, like gratitude, self-compassion, self-love, doing things you love, like taking a walk. But what, what used to happen to me is I would feel guilty. I would feel guilty taking care of myself because I thought that by me taking care of myself, I'm taking away from taking care of my family. Other people. Yes. yes. But what we need to understand, and that's, I don't know if you know that story about me or, or the, the listeners, is that I got to a point where I got so much anxiety, depression, and overtired that I would blow up on anything and everything. I was so irritated. I was screaming. I was losing my my mind with my kids, no patience. Uh, Nothing was working. They were overreacting. They were throwing tantrums. And there was that cycle like, why are they doing this to me? Why is this? I'm trying everything. I'm nonstop. I'm not even sleeping to take care of them. And that's what I get in return. But the issue was that I wasn't giving myself any break or anything to take care of myself. So there's nothing to reboot me, reboot, re, re, give me that new energy to be able to give more. So I was just over consuming the, the, whatever was left inside of me. I was, there was nothing left. There was nothing left. So what happened is that. I got into a depression and I was requested to be on pills and I refused to be on the pills, but I still took them for a couple of uh, months. And then I decided, no, no, pills is not the solution for me. anyways. I said, I need to do some changes because if the pills tomorrow, I don't have them, what's going to happen? Right. Suppose you can. I, I need to go to the root, right? And that's when I started into my my uh, self-growth journey. I've journaled. I've journaled, but I dedicated myself. I said, you know what? I don't have time during the day. I blame myself if I take time away from my family in the evening. So I need to do something. And that's me waking up at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. It could be at 5.30. It could be at six. All I ask you is for 30 minutes of your time that you dedicate only for you. So I got up at five in the morning and I told myself it's going to be only for a certain period of time. It's not going to be for the rest of my life, but until I am able to practice these, uh, this self-care and to take care of myself. And I would wake up every morning and I would journal. I would do guided meditations and then I would read books because for me, reading books was my thing. For someone else, it could be going in the nature and walking outside. So I did this consistently. But I'm not kidding. Within two weeks, I was a changed person, a changed mother. My kids couldn't believe it. Came to you first because yes. you came to you first. You yes. know, it always brings. I've said this several times on this podcast. It always reminds me of when you're flying on the airplane and the um, airline. Um, 
uh, associate says to you when she's given he or she are given the instructions and they say always put the oxygen mask you. Yes. Yes. So then on your children or your family members, because if you're not taken care of, how are you going to take care of them? And and so I always try to remind myself of that because there's so many times that I don't have my oxygen mask on, you know, yes. sort of speak, you know, metaphorically. But yeah. I'm making sure that my grandjoys do yeah. or my husband does or, you know, the house is taken care of. Yeah. By the end of the day, I am literally exhausted and grasping for oxygen. Yes. Yes. You are depleted. So what happens is that once you start changing, now you see the change on the outside. Out of like now, my family was getting calmer. I wasn't seeing as much tantrums. They were being much more respectful. But mommy was by seven o'clock when it was time for them to wake up. Now, mommy had the whole two hours in the morning to just relax. So when I was starting my day, I was starting my day on a very positive note. I was I did my my affirmations, everything. So now I was setting myself for a successful day, a positive day a happy day so but that it wasn't like it used to be in the past come on come on we're gonna be late for school did you get your things come down have your breakfast let's go i'm gonna be late i'm gonna be stuck in traffic now it was like hey honey the breakfast is on the table get your breakfast yes but now what was happening is that once in a while i was getting back those tantrum that they, they used to give me especially my son my son oh my god I was getting coached at that time. I hired a coach because I saw how much I've changed. And I said, if I have a coach that I work with, imagine how much faster things would move, right? This is when you decide, okay, now it's time for me to invest in myself. And that coach told me something that I didn't even realize. And she goes, you know why things are happening the way they're happening? These tantrums that he's throwing or these things that are triggering you? Because I said, I could be super happy, super good. And then out of a sudden, I snap and I go back to the old ways. But now I'm aware and it doesn't feel good. It really doesn't feel good because I know that yeah. how it feels to be in a better space. And she goes, now we're going to start the fun. Now all these triggers are your clues to go back and see why you're getting triggered by that. And that's how I started. Back looking at that root cause. And that's when I started understanding that some people, and a lot of the times it's the closest to you that will trigger you the most to understand because you are a reflection of, they are a reflection of yourself. So when you are getting triggered, most of the time it's something that you are not forgiving yourself for you are still feeling guilty about you are still feeling um nerve uh, scared so a lot of the time when there's people that you have around you that once you start thinking that you've changed and then some things happen that get you triggers thank the god for those triggers because those are the lessons you need to learn these are the, the the exact reflection of what you need to work on because it's easy to say, I'm always, it's always happening to me. Well, there's a reason why it's always happening to you. That means you still didn't learn the lesson. It's still going to come back. It's still, it's still coming back because you haven't taken the time to evaluate that yet, to see what lesson there is in it to learn. Yes. 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 
So this is where it got deeper and deeper. And then uh, I would get into with my, like my father, I don't know, for some reason he was getting me triggered all the time. And then she goes, well, now maybe it's time to write a nice uh, forgiveness letter for your dad or for yourself. There must be something somewhere that happened that you haven't forgiven. And no, there's nothing. I don't know. There's nothing that I can remember about. And she goes, let's get into a calmness and a meditation state. And things would just start coming. And I'm like, oh, my God, how did I remember this? out. <laughs> yes. And then the crying. And there's going to be a lot of time where you're going to go through like some, some difficult times where you're going to be very emotional. But the more emotional you are, the better it gets. Just let yourself for once get to know yourself. Ask yourself, who am I? Who am I? Most of the time, we don't know who we are. We are used to how things have been, but what if this within you, that inner child, that, that beauty, beauty inside of you, that intuition of yours wants to lead you somewhere completely different from where you're at and somewhere where you really are going to feel like you fit in. And this is especially for people that don't feel like they fit in. Like whatever they do, they're still feeling like for me, I talk about this also a lot where I say, I had everything, Denise, everything. I had a beautiful job, beautiful husband, kids, the house, the family. I was grateful for everything. But for some reason, I was still feeling like there's an emptiness and that I deserve more. But I would, every time my mind would go there, I would feel guilt. Like you are an ungrateful, but I always was grateful, but I didn't understand what that was. You know, that was a hard lesson for me to learn. And I'm still struggling with that. I, I'm still learning that, even though I understand it better, is that when we are, like you say, we have what we feel that we should, you know, a beautiful husband, a beautiful family, a home, cars, job, but then you're like, but there's something else. There's something else. And I've said that to, to some people throughout my life. And I've heard this, that exact feedback of you should be grateful for what you have. There are people out here that don't have what you have. You have a husband, you have kids, you have this, you have that. And that you, down. you know, you should be grateful. And they would make, and I would feel worse then. Because mm-hmm. then I'm like, am I not grateful? But, but then I start to realize I am absolutely grateful. My, I've always been a person of gratitude. Yes. That's who I am by character. Yeah. By nature. Always. Just because you're grateful doesn't mean that you don't stop looking for that missing thing. Not to say that you're looking for something to, to devastate what you have or to mess up your marriage or mess up. But sometimes us as women, there are other things that fulfill us. And it could be it's something as simple as writing mm-hmm. or something as simple as taking a day at the spa, you know, or, or, or going to get your hair done. It's just something simple that we don't get to do because mm-hmm. we're taking care of others. Mm-hmm. But the outside world feels like, well, you should be grateful for what you have. Yeah, right. That's, that's a bunch of crock. That that we need to stop with because that's how it maybe it was in the past where the the woman couldn't even 
yeah. think about getting out of her house. It wasn't like something like, hey, you're here, you're born to take care of your family and that's it. Like, don't even. But this feeling that we most of us are feeling today is a feeling of a calling. We are not feeling our purpose in this life. Yeah. Are we just a mother? Are we just a... But every single one of us deserves to have a purpose in this life. Perfect. And I'm going to tell you where to start. We, we, were, we were born for that. Exactly. We have some type of purpose. We're not just to be here non-existence. We, we should have a presence, a positive presence, somehow, somewhere within this life. I, I totally believe that. You're, 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 you <laughs> taking care of yourself, you, like you said, giving yourself that, that, that listening to your intuition and to that calling of yours, the whole family around you will be lifted with you. Their, their vibration will lift with you. The mother is the queen of the house. She's everything. She's everything. If mommy is not feeling fulfilled, it will the kids will feel it by me transforming my life. Now I have my kids dreaming big, thinking they can realize anything they want in life. They will not get, uh, like you said, they have their affirmations. They're grateful. They do their prayers. They're happy. They know, they realize that when they're mad or sad, it's not bringing them anything in return. So they switch back. But these are all us being a role model and showing them that everything they will ever want in life or reach out to in life it's within them and not on the outside everything you want is within you nothing is on the outside sometimes it takes a little work yes to find that thing that's in us Mm -hmm. it's there you know what celine thank you thank you so much this has been so powerful i think i want I, i i want to ask you when 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 people get your book and read your book, what is that one thing that you want your readers to leave with knowing after they read your book and do the work? Because you're because what I want people to know that this book is not just a book you sit back and read. There is work to do with this. You know, the, this book was written in a way as if I had you as a one on one client for three months, for 12 weeks, and I'm giving you all my time to get you from here to there. This book is, I want you to consider it as your uh, transforming, transforming. Your transformation is within this book. And this book comes with a journal of 85, 85 pages. I want you to know that if I was able to change, you can too, anybody can do it. But like you said, you need to have consistency and give yourself a chance to change take the actions i'm not asking you some people like to read it completely and then do the exercises or you can read it and do the exercises at the same time but don't get overwhelmed because not all of these exercises will fit your needs there's there's yoga exercises there's meditations there's worksheets there's strategies there's all kind of stuff it depends of how you are are you more analytic you are more creative everything is done for you in this book and it's a very easy read i would say if you're willing and you know that things have to change and you want to know how to calm your mind start with that and then see if you want to invest in yourself and take the next step where you're like, 
ah, oh, this works. Now I just need to have a, an accountable uh, person that's going to keep me accountable for the, continuing these habits. Because every habit you want to break or you want to change takes at least 40 days. So consistency is very important. I believe in you. I want the best for you. I've poured my heart into this book. I want to just know that I have, was able to impact you. And if it's not for you, I am sure that you know someone in your family that's going through you these patterns. Gift it as a gift. Gift it as a, just pass it around. And honestly, um, it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. This book is huge. And, and I, I, I'm feeling it more and more every time I'm coming up and talking about it or writing about it. I'm feeling how, how impactful this book will be. You know, I, uh, me and a, a very dear friend of mine, we um, co-authored a children's book. And I remember her when we uh, was putting together um, our advanced reader group or focus groups. And I can remember um, her saying, the one thing I want to know when people read our book is not how the book was or how it read, but I want to know how did it make them feel what feeling what emotion came over you when you read our book and I, I I just digested that because it was just so powerful some books we read and we just read it and we have the knowledge and it's great yeah I always tease my my husband because he um, Mr. B loves to uh, read business books okay yeah business books are the most boring as books yes in the world, like I cannot, I know, I can't, I can't do it. I can't make my brain, you know, yeah, up in it. I can't even. I I can listen to maybe a chapter on Audible. Yeah, but I just no, I just can't do it. It's, it's, I feel like I'm getting a lecture and I'm back sitting in a, a college chair listening at this lecture. Mm. But my husband can take a business book or a financial book and he read it and he gets this feeling like, oh my gosh, I can conquer the world. And the same thing I get when I'm reading books like your book or a motivational book or an empowerment book or a book just speaks to yes. me of self-awareness. I get that same feeling. So it's different flavors for everyone. Like you said, this book may not be for everyone, but there's a piece of it in there. In there. That's what I get. That will touch you. That's what I get. I get a lot of people saying, oh my God, Sidin, after reading the book, I realized that I'm overthinking. I never thought I was an overthinker or I never thought I was a procrastinator. The way you broke it down from overthinking to procrastination to anxiety. Who'd have thought? Come on now. I don't know. Don't ask me. That's how. I, that's what I found out about myself. <laughs> So I love it. Thank you, Miss. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we reserve the right to call you back. You mm -hmm. know, let's talk anytime. Anytime. Maybe let's do some work. I, I'm, yes. I'm hoping in the year of 2024 that I can start a podcast Patreon. And a part of that podcast Patreon, I want to do like quarterly Zooms with some listeners and have guest speakers on with those listeners. And I'm still trying to map that out, but I, I want to reserve the right to have you as, oh. as those, those speakers because we, we need it. We need that. Yes. 
mindset. I wrote down, reset your mind before you go to go bed. To bed. Before you go to sleep. That's your chance. That's your chance every day, every night. Don't look back. Don't look at tomorrow. Say, you know what? This is where I'm at now. I'm not even going to think about what I did during the day or what happened yesterday. Now is the time. I'm saying I wipe it all out. I'm starting again. Again. Selena, it doesn't work. Class. Start again. Doesn't that's a work, whole class, girl. Yeah. That's a whole class. You know how many of us women out there that we don't even we're so exhausted by the time our our head hits the pillow that we're not thinking about resetting. And some of us, like me, I can get to sleep, but I can't stay asleep. My um, overthinking wakes, wakes you up. Up. Imagine. Over. Imagine. It wakes me up. My husband will tell the kids or the grandkids, I hear him tell them this all the time. When your grandmother goes to sleep, please do not wake her up. Because once she wakes up, she can't shut her mind off and she can't get back to sleep. And, you know, and for him to even recognize that, he even tries to protect my mind, you know, so. No, that happens, get your listen to something, put some calm music, uh, do a body scan, listen to some affirmations, take a piece of paper, write down 10 things you're grateful about. And all it takes is to break that. Break it. And, and, what's really, and what's really funny is I do that for my grandchildren. like I'll walk, I will walk into their room and they'll, they'll be asleep and they fall asleep with the TV on and they'll fall asleep to the, with the TV on with every show they're watching. Yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a recording. <laughs> Try to be glad that the editor will be able to this out. I love that. That's okay. I love you. Okay. Bye. Ooh, good news. Yes. Yes. Good vibrations, yeah. Oldest daughter, she is another one that struggles with anxiety and overthinking. Me and her, we we talk about this all the time, and I'll call her and my other daughter, and I'll call them. Sometimes I'll call them like at six in the morning, and I'll just start giving them affirmations. I'll say hello, and I'll just start saying, you know, remember you're a child of God, your mother, your yes, 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 reminding them of who they are. But but yeah, so reset in our mind. I, I'm so grateful to you. Thank you so much. I do reserve the right to call you back. I think that this book is a whole um, class, masterclass. I really do. And mm-hmm. I think you tapped into something. Um, I had another young lady on, on our podcast. She's a mindset coach. And, mm-hmm. and she tapped into that whole other side after we have have become self-aware, you know, so I, I, I don't want to say that, that I, this is divine appointment because God knows that us as women and nurturers that we're struggling mentally to just shut this thing off and, and go to sleep and get yes. a peaceful rest. Yes. And, and, and that's another thing that I want to tell your listeners, continue listening to this podcast or whatever podcast you're comfortable with, because Listening over and over and over about these things 
at one point it will click and it will you will start without even realizing making the shift so it's really what are you feeding your mind all day long podcasts affirmations whatever that is speeches on youtube keep your mind filled with this kind of work yeah thank you so much miss thank you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Before we wrap up, I would love, wait, do you drink coffee? Yes. You talk to me about your coffee. What kind of coffee do you like? Because <laughs> you know, I, I'm actually a very simple girl. I'm still into my instant coffee. I know it's going to be disgusting for a lot of people, but I love that. And Nespresso, I have the Nespresso machine too. So I have my like, regular i have to have like my four coffees in a row and so <laughs> hey i love it i love it i've lately i've had so many people come on here and they go oh we don't drink coffee we drink tea and i'm like you know what i gotta vet these people before i bring them on coffee <laughs> drinkers on here but look celine our carrot machine like my we have two carrot machines we have one downstairs in the kitchen for when we are coming down for breakfast but we also have a complete full-size carrot machine and and coffee pods and a whole coffee extravaganza are they under the desk now <laughs> no in our bedroom so so when we roll out of bed <laughs> wait not only not, wait not only do we have a carrot machine a whole coffee station but we have a a, a little lamp, a, a little, it's, a, it's supposed to be a reading lamp that you clip to a book. Girl, we got it clipped to the coffee machine so we don't disturb each other. When we wake up, we just hit the little light switch so we can make our- I love that. <laughs> At 35 o'clock in the morning, we're like, click. <laughs> it's a serious thing. I'm telling this you. This is serious a serious thing. It's serious. Oh, the, I love that. the carrying machine in the kitchen, we then wore that thing out and, and it broke. And so. No, no, no. You got to have a backup plan. You're doing the right thing. Exactly. So my husband was like, oh, uh-uh. Nope. He went and <laughs> bought one because he said, I don't think I could wait until the piece comes in from the manufacturer. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm like oh. that too. I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh man, you made me laugh. I love that. See, see, I hope you guys laugh too and we oh, made great. you feel good. This has been great. So before we wrap up, please tell us what your current projects are. What are you working on? How can people find your book? And then how can they find you? Show us some love to your community. I love you all. So uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Celine underscore care underscore. You can find, I have a Facebook uh, group to empower women and uh, you can join there too, uh, empowering women with Celine care, but we'll put all the links for you guys. I am actually doing a beta testing. I'm launching as a group coaching for six weeks that is really, really concentrated on these three cycles, the three patterns. I'm going deep in there, really um, built off of content. And we're going to also do coaching. And I'm, I'm announcing the price very soon. It's one of a kind thing. Like it's, it's really, really, I'm putting my heart out there because 
I really want to help as many people as I can. So this is amazing that I'm excited about. And the book, you can find it on all the Amazon platforms. You can also go to my website and, and uh, find the links over there. How to Calm Your Mind, Overcoming, Overthinking, Procrastination, and Anxiety. So, yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity. And I cannot wait to come back and have another discussion with you and Mr. P, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to you, um, Mr. B. He's out there doing Mr. B-ish. He's taking care of the grand. <laughs> he, he, he lets me really be my... God bless him. Big oh. And happy self when it comes to this podcast because it is my baby. And I pulled him along, you know, to be a, a co-host. And one of the blessings with him is that we're both veterans. We're both military and he spent 20 years in the military. I, oh. I didn't do as many years in the military, but I've been a, the, his military wife for over 33 oh. years. And one thing I, he said to me is that you, you held my life down and took care of our family for 20 years. And in the next 20 years are yours. So what oh, you need for me, you know, while you're pursuing your different avenues of passion, you know, I'll be there. So he's been sidekicking it from, with me for a while in various things that we do. And I just cannot um, ask for a better. No, no. Is there? Yeah. Soulmate. Soulmate, honey. And he's forcing you to take care of yourself because maybe this, this podcast is your one of my the, your. Yeah. My yeah. My communication yeah. to the adult world. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for okay. time out tonight from your beautiful family to, you know, hang out with us and to share with us. Thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate you more than you know. You can find Miss Celine Care, as she said, on Instagram. You please go out and get her book, Overcoming um, the Ultimate Guide to Overcome Overthinking, Procrastination, and Anxiety. It is um, how to calm your mind that the title itself is just more powerful than you know make sure when you get this book that you're ready to do the work make sure you are ready to do the work um we appreciate y'all you guys know you can find us at www.truthandcoffeetime.com you can leave us a message on voicemail on our spotify for podcasters reach out to us at our brand hello at diverse love um, dot com um, and listen to our podcast and give us some feedback. We love y'all for real. And we are so appreciative that you have allowed Mr. B and D and Celine Care to come into your home or wherever you're listening to our podcast to share our truth over coffee. Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And also, please follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me. Take us out. It's Truth and Coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes.
Girl, you always on my mind, looking like it's truth and coffee time. Tell me what you really wanna know. 